0: Welcome to the Healthy Jacks Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you find the best ways to stay healthy and to keep moving in Jacksonville. My name is Dr. Peter Yu, and I am a performance physical therapist here in Jacksonville and the host of this podcast. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with the right health and fitness information that is not only practical, but evidence-based as well. I also have the pleasure of highlighting some of the top health and fitness professionals around here so that you can stay up to date on the latest information. My goal as a performance physical therapist is to help educate and empower athletes and active adults to take control of their own health so that they can get out of pain, optimize their performance, and build true longevity for life. You can find us on Instagram at The Healthy Jacks Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. The Healthy Jacks Podcast is sponsored by MotionRx Health and Performance. At MotionRx, we specialize in helping athletes and active adults overcome injuries and get back to their sports and activities they love pain-free. Head to MotionRxHealth.com to find out how we can help you move better, feel better, and live an active, fulfilling life.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Healthy Jacks Podcast. I am your host today, Dr. Kate, and I am joined by Dr. Chris Land, owner of Land Chiropractic and Sports Clinic. Chris, welcome. Thanks. How's your week going?
2: So far, great. So today's my day off.
1: Today's your day off. So
2: this was my uh, time to get outside since I'm in an office all week and get dirty in the yard, mow the grass. Nice. Trim things up.
1: How do you feel about this cooler weather?
2: Uh, I'm a warm-weather guy, so from Florida, so this isn't really my thing. So maybe not your favorite. Yeah, not my (laughs) favorite. But, I mean, it's nice to get a break, right? Yeah. I I worked out this morning and didn't sweat, so. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's kind of nice.
1: So I used to live, like, um, upstate New York and Pennsylvania, and I always – I didn't love not sweating in the winter or yeah. like it took so long to warm up. And then I was like, did I actually work out? Cause right. I didn't sweat. <laughs> yeah.
2: I've had that a lot too, yeah. where you don't feel like you got much accomplished and it's right. not good either. Yeah. But every now and then when you're used to just walking outside and sweat stripping off your nose and then a day like today, you, mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. So one perk, yep. I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So why don't you just go ahead and give us a background of where you're from? You said you're from, you know, South.
2: Yeah. So I grew up outside of Pensacola, okay. um, small town, uh, just to the east of it. Uh, couldn't tell you the population, but kind of a lot like Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So Pensacola is a Navy town. Yep. So is Jacksonville. And then just to the the east of Pensacola is kind of the county where a lot of families move because the school district's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so really similar, but on a, on a lot smaller scale. So, uh, High school was pretty small compared to the high schools around here. Kind of got laughed at a lot because there was a cotton field across the street. So, you know, we were known for kind of being the the kids out in the woods. Um, But then from there, uh, went to Florida State, did my undergrad there, and uh, went to Palmer in Daytona for chiropractic school.
1: Okay, very cool. So what got you into chiropractic medicine? My
2: My mom, when I was a kid, went she went up to DC for an inauguration one year and it was in January and mm-hmm. she slipped, fell on the ice and messed her neck up pretty bad. Eventually needed uh, a cervical fusion, but there was a chiropractor in town that kept her from needing the surgery right away. Got to mm-hmm. kick the can down the road for a while, for a while. And, um, I would go into the office with her sometimes. And I just thought it was cool initially, mm-hmm. you know, here in, joints crunch I thought oh, that was pretty neat <laughs> satisfying yeah but then uh, like a lot of uh, like a, I feel like a kind of normal teenage years when I got into college I didn't want to go to school that long um, yeah. so kind of found my way into it I guess I think there was always a desire there and then I got into college and I was like ah, let's, let's kind of have fun for a little bit mm-hmm. and then realize that it doesn't get you anywhere in life so circle back around and go to school a little longer yeah
1: yeah yeah you get there. So tell me what what's chiropractor school like
2: From what I understand um, in comparison to other med schools, our first two years are pretty similar to like a medical doctor's degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there we get more into technique uh, I would you know you, you cover all the basics you, you hit your chemistries, your neurologies um we touch on medicine a little bit but it's not a huge part of the curriculum because it's not something we're ever going to do but yeah you got to have a foundation there Mm -hmm. um and depending on where you practice if you're in a rural area you know we get into to things that you'll probably never see a chiropractor do in florida um pap smears prostate exams um delivery there's even even um really rural areas out west where you may do minor surgeries. Hmm. Um, so we kind of touch on everything, and then I think yeah. if you end up practicing in those areas, you you drill in a little more. But the scope in Florida isn't there. So, you know, once you get through your basics of A&P and neuro and all the other things, uh, we really hone in on on the uh, therapy side of things. Um, your, your last year there is pretty much all technique. So you go into a clinic setting and you, you pretty much start working like you would in, in regular office, in a regular office setting.
1: So do you guys do like clinical rotations in chiropractic school? I assume there's not a lot of
2: clinical rotations oh, really? like what you guys yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, because well, I don't really know the reason for that. It, <laughs> it would probably help, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, because there's so much diversity in the yeah. field, right? chiropractors are kind of all over the place and you you don't know when you go through the door of someone's office, what you're, what you're going to see. Yeah. Um, but no, really you, the way it's set up, at least I know other schools do it differently, but our setup was there was an old church and the church was divided into five kind of hubs Mm -hmm. and each you were assigned to a hub and you just saw people out of that hub and however you wanted to practice, you were pretty much free to do it as long as your clinic director would allow it. Yeah. So um so for instance, my clinic director wasn't huge into doing a lot of non-traditional chiropractic stuff. So there was some headbutting that happened. Mm-hmm. But he did allow me to get away with kind of how I wanted to operate. Um, I guess we came to an understanding, so he didn't, he passed me, we had a good, we had a good relationship, but he really loved traditional chiropractic, which, which wasn't really what I was there for, mm-hmm. so it worked.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, so there are lots of, or I don't know if I want to say lots, but different schools of thought when it comes to chiropractic Absolutely. medicine. Yeah. Um, can you give us a few of, like, the most common theories?
2: Uh, So it goes... Kind of, kind of at a basic level, you have traditionalists, mm-hmm. and then you have what are called mixers. So I guess I would be considered a mixer. So mm-hmm. traditionalists, you're only going to get joint manipulation of the spine. Yep. No shoulders, no elbows, no knees, no hips. And then mixers is really broad, right? So mixers will do spine and extremities, or they'll include physical therapy modalities, mm-hmm. or just whatever. And so I never wanted to get one kind of locked into one area, mm-hmm. right? So I always just, I've always wanted to do what was best for the person walking through my door. So if I'm not keeping up with everything that's new, and yeah. I never felt like I'd be very beneficial to people coming through the door. So, mm-hmm. um, But depending on the school you went to, that would kind of, that kind of drives a lot of sure. philosophy. So there's a, probably the most conservative school is, is based out of Atlanta. called life and pretty much if you go to a life grad and this isn't you know purely across the board but most of them are going to be very traditional Mm -hmm. you know everything you have is going to come back to a spinal manipulation cause and that's going to be a fix Mm -hmm. um so which just didn't didn't really mesh well with Mm -hmm. what my my views on it were sure so Um, and then our school was really open to letting you do kind of whatever you thought depending on what professor you had what teacher you had
1: gotcha Um, got it so after school mm -hmm. what came next for you
2: so I reached out to a lot of people that I respected that were in the field and the one thing they all told me to do was to not open on my own right outside of school so I was set up to work for someone in town and uh My wife and I had moved here. We had moved in with my in-laws for a period of time. Nice. And the day, the Friday before I was supposed to start working there, we met. And my fault for not getting anything in writing. But uh, he goes, you know, I really don't want to hire you. I would rather you be an independent. And I was like, well, that's great. Um, That means everything that we moved up here for is not going to work out. So. Oh, no. So, uh so I remember I went back that afternoon and talked to my father-in-law about it and he goes, mm-hmm. just open your own office. And I thought, you're crazy. That's, yeah. that's what everyone told me not to do. <laughs> and uh, so after thinking on it, I thought, hey, that's probably my best, that probably yeah. is my best bet. So we took out a small loan. Um, funny story on that, so this was 2008. Uh, I signed the paperwork on my office loan the day that uh, Enron imploded. And so that was right as the economy was heading oh, wow. for a crash. Mm-hmm. And I remember the banker, like sweat was dripping down his oh, forehead. <laughs> for some reason, he, uh, we still went through with the loan. And I wow. remember he, he looked at me and he goes, so how much experience do you have? And I just said, none at all. Zero. <laughs> He's like, great. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Hope we get that money back. And, uh, so on a shoestring budget, we opened the office, uh, and it, it worked out. So here we are, what, 14 years later. And, uh still going strong. Wow. Yeah.
1: Um, so I guess when you opened the business, did you have any sort of idea of the business side of things? Zero. Yeah.
2: Nothing. Yeah. So we've learned a lot along the way. I'm sure. Um, but going back to my father-in-law helping us out. So we were in the, we were in the same office building as they were. So he's an attorney. Okay. And so my wife worked my front desk doing work for him while she was scheduling Thanks. and doing everything, and uh, you know, we had two rooms. I had a portable table in one, mm-hmm. um, and we just kind of got some software and figured it out as we went. And it was it was humbling. I mean, yeah. I remember, gosh, what was I, 25, 26 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, so, you know, there there were a lot of times where just stupid decisions and looking back on it you know you get red-faced but uh, I had a lady that came in one time and she walked in and she looked at me and she just shook her head and goes no you're too young and she turned (laughs) around and walked out (laughs) there's a few few stories like that but it was uh yeah yeah you know better off for it yeah so learn as you go it was fun
1: that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that was um, quite the experience. How did you guys get patients to begin with? What was your method of bringing people in?
2: I couldn't even tell you. So yeah. I've never been good at marketing. I'm mm-hmm. a terrible salesperson. Um, I just kind of went around and, and uh, gosh, I think our, our – Our first patient was actually from First Place Sports. So they were across the street, Mm -hmm. and a couple days before we opened, I walked over there and just introduced myself. And um, Kim Pollock, who was running the race office at that time, sent one of her friends over, and that was day one. And uh, she was heavy, and the the first patient was heavy in the running community, Mm -hmm. and got her better, and, Mm -hmm. and kind of spread from there um when we first opened I would go to races on the weekend and yeah. set up at events and stuff like that um and I think that ha- that helped a little bit but other than that uh, I think it's just all been word of mouth like yeah we, we really haven't advertised um makes it sound boring yeah I really don't know how people end up coming through the door please <laughs> well, be doing better, a good job yeah and then they go tell someone else and yeah it just snowballs from there so yeah that's worked out
1: Okay. Um, that's awesome. So tell me more about, so you do like a mixed model of chiropractor chiropractic medicine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) well today I'm actually having a particularly hard talking time talking. See, I just messed up, um, which is a great day to record a podcast. Um, so tell me what kind of modalities you use at the office
2: Um,
1: or methods of, yeah.
2: So my primary would probably be active release technique. Right, mm-hmm. so um, when I was in school, I started taking their courses and just really got into it. Um, they really pushed on quick diagnostics, um, focusing in on the problem and then getting the person better really quickly. Um, since then, I've picked up other soft tissue modalities, um, you know, Graston, um some of the other diagnostic stuff like selective functional movement assessment.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I would say my, my primary is ART. So which is really nice. So people come in, you know, let's say it's a, a shoulder situation, um, run them through a quick shoulder test, mm-hmm. figure out that it's an impingement or whatever it is, and then instantly get into work get get to work on breaking that injury apart so it starts to, to move better. So the whole the whole foundation of active release is, you know, you, you injure Uh, a hamstring Mm -hmm. so well for people that don't know what it is you injure a hamstring it becomes dysfunctional it sticks to the hamstring next to it and now your knee can't extend as far as it used to so you find where that restriction or adhesion was you break it apart you make sure the joint moves properly and you keep treating it until Four range of motion is back. You can test the hamstring; it doesn't hurt anymore, and their day to day life feels normal. So, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty neat therapy. It's you know traditional, like you guys. You're you're into getting people better quickly, yeah. And that's how that works. It's you know traditional PT, traditional chiropractic. Gosh, you could sign up for thirty visits sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm probably seeing my average person five or six. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's a neat. It's a neat. Um, it's a neat therapy. Um, but it does require a lot of new people walking through the door. Sure. Cause you're, you're right, because so you're turning fast. them yeah. over. So it's a little different than yeah than the other philosophies. You know, I'll go to I'll go to conferences and chiropractors will brag about you know their their average person they see seventy eight times and I'm like that's oh my that god. <laughs> We that's not the way I like to operate.
1: Yeah, guys, if you're going to a chiropractor repeatedly and your problem is not getting better or just coming back, that's just not it's not Stop. the answer. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. they are taking your money.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you run into that. Like, you know, like I've I've run into to people getting injections for issues that they don't sure. have problems for or yeah. go into to PT for six months and mm-hmm. never getting better. I had a guy that came into me one time with a shoulder issue. Who had been going to a chiropractor twice a week for a year, and he had a he had a mild shoulder impingement. Mm. And he was getting upper cervical manipulation. Mm-hmm. That he was told that would fix it. Yeah, and, you know, I felt I was embarrassed for him. I yeah. felt bad for him. Um, but yeah, healthcare is a, a slippery slope. Sure, and there's a lot of people giving bad advice out there. So yeah. it's something to watch. But it, it, it you see it a lot, and I'm sure you guys do. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that, you know they come in for the first time and you ask them what they've been doing and they've been going somewhere for six months and haven't gotten better. Right. You want to go, why'd you keep going? Right. So, yeah.
1: So how often do you do manipulations?
2: Um, most most people. Um, yeah, but normally single joint, I'm not big into, into doing a lot of full body stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so most people, depending on what the joint is, right? If it's a shoulder, I'll manipulate the shoulder. If it's a neck, I'll manipulate the neck. Um, but I'm really not into just going through and getting the entire spine or getting the entire the entire system. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of theories on that too. So m- my take on it, I'm, I'm not a big maintenance person either, and a lot of my peers would, would really not like me saying that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the way to cavitate a joint is is to take it past its normal range of motion so if you if you can turn your neck 45 degrees to the left you got to go to 47 degrees to make that Mm -hmm. joint pop to make that crunch um and if you do that too often you get ligament laxity and when you have ligament laxity muscle tissue around it has to work harder right Mm -hmm. so then you get this stiff feeling where you feel like you need another crunch again to feel better yeah um and you get into this cycle where you feel like you need it all the time. And it's, uh, it's, it's something that maybe there's some evidence out there for it that I haven't seen yet. But, uh, but I I just, I can't justify doing it. So, yeah. So, um, so really just what I'll tell people is, is through the course of this treatment, we're going to have to move this joint. Um, you'll, you'll probably hear more clicking and popping and crunching out of it as you move around through the day. And then within, two, three weeks after finishing up, finishing up treatment, you shouldn't have that anymore. And if so, let me know, reach back out to me and tell me. Um, so that's kind of my take on it. Um, there's a lot of different avenues you can go down in there and there's a whole lot of, of disagreement in it, in the field. That's, that's my take on it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, do you go to a chiropractor ever?
2: Not very often. Mm -hmm. No, I will. If I'm, if I have something going on, um, there aren't a lot of people I like I like to go to people that practice the way that I do sure and there really aren't a lot of people in town that that do that so Mm -hmm. there's a a friend of mine in Orlando (laughs) so I'll go to him sometimes Mm -hmm. um but no especially I uh I cleared the the uh the 40 mark last year so Things are stiffer and tighter and sure. don't move as well as they used to. Yeah. So, I, I, I probably need to be better about taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, like at a lot of healthcare providers, I think I can handle everything on my own yeah. to a fault sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. I, <laughs> I, I need to be better. I, I'll, I'll tell my patients that I do a lot of do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Um, so, that's, that's something I need to be better about. But I do, I'll drive down there to see him. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, but not very often. Mm-hmm. no I need to be better about it <laughs> when things pop up
1: yeah for sure um so how long are is like an initial consult with you
2: I do 45 minutes for okay the patients. yeah so I like to really make sure um that I get everything figured out right so mm-hmm. you know a lot of times an elbow issues is a shoulder issue or a foot issues is a hip issue and so I really like to screen from from the injury up um and from the injury down to make sure I'm not missing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've, you've probably noticed, I can't tell you the number of people I've had in the office with knee problems that really had a hip problem. Sure. Um, they go to a knee ortho, and the ortho only looks at the knee yeah. and never assesses the hip. Um, and not that that's a bad thing, that's what they do, mm-hmm. right? So not to blame them. And they for, probably right? have, like, eight minutes to do it. Right, It's yeah. it's and that's that's how that's how healthcare is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so people will come in, and they've been dealing with a knee problem for a year, um, and really, it's a it's a hip issue. And mm-hmm. you know, you demonstrate why that is, and their eyes kind of get open. And it's that's a neat thing to see. So, I really like to take the time, um, go through their history with them to make sure we're not missing anything there. Um, and then from there, we'll probably do fifteen to twenty minute visits after that Okay. until we get it knocked out. Um, and then if I see someone with a new injury that I've seen in the past, we, we knock off that initial 15 minutes, so about 30-minute yeah. appointment on a new injury, um, that you're just not having to gather as much info, background mm-hmm. data, so that kind of helps.
1: Okay. Um, and so then 15 to 20-minute follow-ups, you're doing a lot of ART, so how long does the like ART process itself taken is there anything else you're doing in that window
2: pretty much that and then they'll do some stretching I normally okay. have a follow-up with stretching but it's it's a lot of I feel like I annoy most of my patients because I'll treat I'll treat something and then <laughs> test and treat something and then yeah test.
1: that's how you know yeah
2: and that's that's what I want to zero in on but you know I'll get a lot of eye rolls and sighs <laughs> during the day but I'll just go hey look every time we do this I'm just gathering info on you and mm-hmm. you know by the end of it they're better yeah um but yeah, so pretty much the whole time. So it's it's a lot of treatment tests, treatment tests, treatment tests. Mm-hmm. Um, probably five or six times every visit until you until okay. we zero it out, um, or at least get it. You know, the goal is is pretty much every time they come in, I want them about fifty percent better. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I want to make sure if we got ten percent, what did I miss? Yeah. So let's 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 keep searching. You know, even if it's on follow up, because things move sometimes. You know, you may you know you may present with a certain injury on visit one and then that stops hurting it hurts somewhere else so you gotta Mm -hmm. figure out what that is yeah um so yeah I know I can be annoying in the office when (laughs) when people are in there but it's it's uh it's worth it but it does between the two it ends up 15 to 20 minutes is about what it takes to do all of it
1: okay um and then you send them with stretches that they're supposed to do at home and sort of keep doing
2: yeah so that's that's um one of the big things I push so with what I do, I can't do a lot of strengthening, at, yeah. Right in the office, um, I'm not set up for it. I'm really set up for the injury side of it. So depending on what it is, you know, I'll I'll give them advice on postural correction if they sit mm-hmm. at a computer all day, or, you know, if it's a, you know, let's say they're a runner and there's something in their gait that just looks bad that I can really point them to. Um, so some exercises like that. There's some banded exercises I give at home. Um, And then, you know, normally for two weeks post-treatment, you've got to keep stretching and make sure whatever it was is loose. Um, And then sometimes when I run into something that's just a major weakness, you know, that's where I, you know, somebody like you, um, Mm -hmm. where I can send to because I'm not, I'm not set up for that side of things. Yeah. 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 To get it, to get it stronger so hopefully they don't end up back in the office again. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Um, so it's you in the office. Your wife still working?
2: Nope. So she stays home with the kids nice. now. Nice. Um, so yeah. So I'm I'm just the I'm the primary uh, provider there. You're doing it all. Just all on my own. Yeah. Um, every time we've looked into expanding, something's happened. Um, downturn in the economy. COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we yeah. We were we were like right on the verge of doing something, um, and so you know I just. Figure that's God's way of telling me it's not the time right now. So eventually, I'd like to get someone else in there. Um, Timing just hasn't been right yet. So yeah, and I had a friend that dropped by the house last night, and he's you know, and you know how it is in this industry. People come if they form a relationship with you, they want to see you. Yeah, for sure. And so it's hard to bring someone else in that they trust. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've got to bring someone else in, let your patient base know that they're confident and reliable. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, there's definitely a transition and it takes, you know, you have to just sort of hope that it works out. I mean, anytime Peter brings someone new on, it's like, well, they've got to, you know, be good with patients. They've got to be good with marketing and networking. And so there's some risk. Um, Yeah. So definitely.
2: Scary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely (laughs) scary. Yeah.
1: So you think like three, five year plan would be maybe.
2: You know we've looked into that. Uh, the one thing with that that we've talked about with growing mm-hmm. is I know if I bring someone in that takes away from what I'm doing. If I'm mm-hmm. managing more, it means I'm treating less. Sure. Yeah. Um, it probably means more hours at the office, and mm-hmm. I have young kids at home, so mm-hmm. um, we get by where we are right now. And so yeah. I hear when they get when my kids are old enough where they don't like me anymore mm-hmm. you know they don't want to hang out with me with a little less time with you a little space yeah that's a good way to work <laughs> um uh, you know what I'll probably look into growing more so my oldest is 11 my youngest is eight mm-hmm. um you know I figure I have five six years and then
1: hopefully more. and then
2: they'll want to do they'll want to do their own thing they <laughs> yeah. still like hanging out with me right now so I'll do I'll do whatever I can with them yeah and then uh and then there'll be a period where they're you know growing up on their own and I won't be as cool
1: mm-hmm. and I'm mm. okay with that and then you'll be cool again <laughs> yeah. though Yeah, it'll, it'll, there'll be a process it'll come back around
2: that's how okay. it works yeah
1: okay so it sounds like you like treating what yeah. is it about it that you know keeps you it's just
2: neat seeing people get better right? yeah. so it's it, it, you know I I feel like everyone that practices like this we're all kind of in the same mindset it's just neat to, to watch someone come in and they can't do something they can't mm-hmm take their shirt off or yeah. brush their teeth or whatever it is. You know, I can't walk up a flight of stairs or, um, and then they walk out of your office being able to do it. It's just, yeah. it's neat. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. So there's no, and, and being, going back to the mixer thing, you know, because I don't see just back problems, my yeah. day's not monotonous. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's always a puzzle that I'm solving. So yeah. there's, I'm using my brain. I'm not just, sitting down and wasting my day away it's Mm -hmm. it's always interesting um so you know I always I always tell people I never I'm never bored at work It's always interesting yeah Yeah.
1: how much how often do you find yourself um doing patient education and sort of like busting myths about you know people's thoughts about their bodies and
2: (laughs) I feel like that's every day yeah I feel like that's what everyone that walks through the door it's amazing how much bad information there is out there yeah um, yeah. Do you guys do a lot
1: of that all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's um, it's and and I feel like one of the one of the most common is people just don't know, people just don't know what they're dealing with mm-hmm. on a day to day basis. My my uh, my daughter had a consult with someone the other day, um, and the the person was talking to my wife about a peripheral nerve entrapment, and she went to a neurosurgeon. So. And, you know, a nerve, for, for people that don't know, when a, a nerve is just like a spaghetti noodle running through your body and, and a muscle can grab it and cause you to be numb or tingly, and she had gone to a neurosurgeon, and, you know, no one's cutting you open to release a, a simple nerve entrapment. You know, you've got yeah. your carpal tunnel and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, um, you know, she said she went to the neurosurgeon, and he was like, why, why are you here? You know, she just didn't know where to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of that in healthcare. People just aren't educated and that's probably that probably comes back to us. Mm-hmm. You know, and me saying I don't I don't do a good job of marketing. Probably I, I can't tell you the number of times people have gone, I wish I would have known about this. Sure. 6 months ago, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and it's 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 tough, but yeah, there's a lot of bad info out there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for sure. But you also have to, you know, educate and in- you know a way where you're not just that's the tricky part is like if someone comes in with this idea of what's going on or yeah. they've and they've had this idea for so long but you can't just say no you're wrong like right. this is how it actually is so yeah it's it's a huge part of the job I think and, yeah. and a lot of times just the education I think is what makes people feel better it makes them less afraid yeah
2: yeah because yeah. people are always scared when they come to see providers like yeah, this I mean it's, sure. it's a new thing but yeah going back to the the knee and the hip problem, you know, how many people have come in and they're, mm-hmm. they're like, my knee hurts. And then you demonstrate, you know, you have to provoke pain in their hip yeah. to go, it's not your knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, that's, that's neat. To, you can see that in their face. Yeah. That's, and that's a neat thing to see too. Yeah, yeah.
1: for sure. Yeah. Do you have any memorable uh, patients or clients that you've worked with, um, whether they were like tough cases or interesting cases or really um, good results?
2: Gosh. Um, one, uh, one that, that stands out that I can think of off the top of my head, I had a a kid, he was a high level tennis national nationally ranked tennis player. Um, and he'd had a knee problem for years, uh, and had had two surgeries two just exploratory surgeries to figure out what was going on with it. Um, hadn't played at a high level in probably eight or nine months. The first time I saw him, um, and he was driving to me from he was driving to see me from Gainesville okay. to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I know you've probably had that. And so there's a lot of extra pressure. You're like, oh, this oh, guy. Now someone told him to drive here from Gainesville. Yeah, um, and so. It ended up. Uh, I ended up finding a, a really kind of stringy area in his popliteus muscle, which is it's just a muscle that locks and unlocks the knee on yeah. the back of it. And within a couple of weeks, he was back up to playing like always. And then, um, kind of neat. I couldn't keep them out of the office. They would just they would schedule and come in, and I'm like, why Why are you here? And they're like, we just wanted to. To come in to see if anything was wrong. And I Just ch- like if you're check playing, me. Yeah, if you're playing, then there's, there's nothing wrong. You yeah. don't need me. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Um, yeah. You know, you run into to comical things sometimes. I had a lady. Uh, I don't know how appropriate this one is. So she <laughs> she she came into me and she was widowed mm-hmm. and um, she was dating a man. That was widowed also mm-hmm. and he was a bee farmer and uh so I asked her how how was the honey when she came in and I was literally talking about the honey that the bees were making mm-hmm. and she got into intimate details about her and her dating life that I didn't wow. want anything to do with it and she was waiting to tell someone and the door was open and so the <laughs> lobby was and so people in the lobby heard it um she was, I guess she was really happy, you know, with yeah. what was going on in her yeah. life, so more power to her. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, you get love stories, and then you just got to you know, your poker face is on, yeah. you're crushing it. I did a good job, yeah, yeah. I don't
2: think I grinned, I think yeah. I kept a pretty, pretty straight face, but yeah. um, that's that's probably one of the craziest stories I've had, um, but lots of treatment stories, um, mm-hmm. gosh, I could, I could go on about a lot of them, I, I, I it's neat to seeing um, I went to Florida State and so you know this area uh, between Georgia Florida and Florida State Mm -hmm. um, there's always been a big rivalry so I've had a few like former Florida athletes you know they may be playing in pro sports now but my Florida State diploma is hanging on the wall Mm -hmm. and um, I had a former Florida football player uh, walk walk by it one time and look at it and and say oh you went to that school out west which you're from the northeast so that's a that's a old Steve Spurrier quote so it's uh, so you know you run into interesting things and uh-huh. little you get to make jokes and mess around with people and mm-hmm. and uh, and then the treatment side of things you get you get to have fun with that too mm-hmm. so um, one of my favorite going back to some of the, the I was telling a guy yesterday a lot of people aren't familiar going back to the education side of things a lot yeah. of people aren't familiar with our our background uh, education so mm-hmm. I do like to mess with people too and so my my favorite thing to do when someone comes in and they're really nervous to see me because they've never been to a chiropractor and they've heard I'm going to break their neck and uh-huh. do all kinds of crazy <laughs> things and and I'll get the so what's your education background I should have touched on this earlier and I, I like to do the, uh, you know, I graduated from high school and did that two-week online chiropractic <laughs> course, and here I am, Dr. Land. Let's adjust your neck. <laughs> it, uh, it's fun to scare
1: people. Icebreaker. Like I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't yeah. do that, but it's okay.
2: So. <laughs>
1: That's pretty good. Um, is there anything else about your clinic that you want people to know?
2: Um, I think I've touched on most of it. We're, I mean, we're small-time, so... Like I said it's I'm the only provider there so yeah um it's it's uh I hate being late and and so you know people aren't used to when you go to a doctor's office or a healthcare office you know you're always used to being 10 or 15 sure. or 20 minutes behind and I rarely am and so mm-hmm. people are always like wait why, why is he on time <laughs> this, what's wrong with him this is not what I'm used to um so I, I, I like to run on time, and then on top of that, just, it's not, I, I know this sounds really boring, but not a ton. I mean, that's, that's kind of it in a package, just getting people better quickly.
1: Yeah, and I yeah. mean, it sounds like you've been pretty successful and you're pretty busy, um, which is good, and with that yeah. fast turnover, you're able to keep a full caseload, which just speaks to you.
2: Yeah, it's fun. It's definitely fun.
1: All right, so how about, can we talk about some myths? Some of the most common myths you hear and you're educating people on
2: because I
1: love to break myths like what? Well, like
2: stuff. do you have ideas?
1: Oh I I do have an idea.
2: (laughs) Shoot them away. Well,
1: because I don't also you just tell me if you think it's a myth Obviously, I respect people's beliefs (laughs) Um, Can you realign the spine?
2: No No, so uh, Well
1: the spine itself, the, yes. the bony part of yes. the spine.
2: Yes, actually, you know, I'll take that back. There, there is. I have a friend that that practices a technique called chiropractic biophysics.
1: Oh, I've never heard of it.
2: And they uh, and that's what they do. So they they take they take X rays of your spine.
1: Uh huh.
2: Um, and they will literally there's a if if you ever look it up there's a a lot of contraptions and exercises that they do, and they objectively align your spine and I I don't know a ton about it I haven't looked into it a lot I don't know how beneficial that is Mm -hmm. you know sometimes I don't know he could he could argue with me about this and he's a friend of mine so we like to argue um he's, he's uh but you know I don't know if you're if you're c7 if the seventh vertebrae in your neck's rotated to the right and that's the way you were born my take on it is that's probably just the way you are you're not going to fix that, um, mm-hmm. but that's what chiropractic biophysics does. Now, regular manipulation, no. Okay. Um, yeah. So there, there is a, and this was another area that I feel like I head butted with some teachers in school because mm-hmm. there was a, a chiropractic technique called Gonstead, and you you start out you don't adjust anyone until you've taken X-rays, and then you you measure. Rotation of vertebrae and and misalignments, and then you adjust to align them back in. And I remember someone in the class raised their hand and goes, "Well, does it does it ever align back in?" And the the doctor said, "No, it never does." You carry this card on you when you go to a Gonstead provider that shows your misalignments. You're like, "Well, then why are you doing that?" Mm -hmm. Right? Doesn't just doesn't make a lot of sense. And 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 I. Maybe there's more there than than I'm aware of, but I mm-hmm. just that's that's one of the myths. There's no regular manipulation. You know, you sign up for a 52 visit package because your vertebrae is rotated to the right. You're not you're not rotating it to the left mm-hmm. to align it properly. No. Okay. It's a long answer on that, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, there was
1: like it was like a no, and then a yes. <laughs> yeah. But like maybe some techniques can, but yeah. like if a provider is telling you that they're going to put your spine back in alignment, just be, just, you know, maybe look into it. Be a little cautious. bit. Be cautious. Yeah. Pre- yellow flag.
2: Yes. Yellow flag. Joint stick. And maybe, mm-hmm. sure. Maybe if you have a lot of rotation in your spine, they can, they're more prone to stick in one way, but yeah, you're not, you're not aligning it back with the manipulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that is, a, I think that's out there a lot. And I, and yeah. I, I probably have a lot of peers that push that
1: yeah yeah um, and I mean if people if they're getting people better I think it's fine but if they're hanging on to them for a long time or feeding them like f- the problem too is like I don't want we don't want people to think that they need to rely on a provider to realign their spine right because um, then they don't feel like they're empowered to take care of themselves so that's what I think is dangerous about it
2: yes I would say that's and that's kind of going back to the, the the kid that had the knee problem Mm -hmm. why are you in my office you don't have anything wrong Mm -hmm. um and and that's uh that's you know i that's the that i feel like that's a lot of healthcare providers and that's that's really where corporate pt is Mm -hmm. now too yeah you can gosh you, you end up in a big corporate pt setting and you can you can be there for 10 months yeah and not over and over see again. much improvement <laughs> at all. not see anything going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's amazing how much faster my patients get better now yeah. that I'm here because yeah. they're, they're right getting what they need. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a nice thing to see.
1: Yeah. Are there any other myths that you can think of? I mean, I know there are some like interesting tools out there that people will tell me they're they're getting at the chiropractor. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, you know, there was, um, and I've had a lot of people swear by it, uh, the decompression, spinal decompression. You familiar with that?
1: But um, not like traction, like something else. It is. it is traction? It is traction.
2: Okay. So it's just traction of the spine.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and people will come in and they're like, I signed up for this package to do spinal decompression mm-hmm. after a car accident. mm mm-hmm. um, And I'm like, oh, yeah, traction, you can... You can on Amazon and get a lumbar traction device. For yeah, just have someone pull on your leg. exactly. Your friends pull on your leg. Yeah. Exactly. Your <laughs> your leg. yeah. Um, <laughs> do the same thing on your neck. You know, yeah. There's a cervical spine traction device. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it helps with like, related things. Yeah, sure. there's there there are a lot of myths out there. Sure. Um, kind of like we were saying earlier. I, I feel like it's. I feel like. I spend a good chunk of my day talking about a lot of them, and I can't mm-hmm. pull any of them up out of my head right now. Mm-hmm. That's a COVID brain thing still, I think. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Recall's slow Yeah. After
1: that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll make that. Then, that's my excuse why I can't talk today. Yeah,
2: that's COVID why. Brain. That's what happens. COVID brain's still getting me.
1: <laughs> um, so tell me about what do you do for your health?
2: Uh, so... So I exercise regularly. It's it's nice, kind of like I said. I crossed the forty year old threshold, and talking to friends of mine that I grew up with, um, they're in a phase of their life between work and kids and everything else. There's no time for exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm fortunate in that part of my part of my job is to be healthy, right? Yeah. Like, I can't give you advice if you look at me you know it's like the smoking cardiologist sure are you really going to take him seriously yeah um so it's funny that's what peter was asking me when we came (laughs) in we were talking about that but they uh i got into crossfit really big for a while Mm -hmm. um and so that was my main training program and now i just kind of do a little bit of everything i do some running some rowing um i've just throughout the years i've figured out what works for me so yeah. uh if you really want to be specific probably do about two metcon workouts a week mm-hmm. probably do one to two heavy lift workouts a week mm-hmm. and then something more in the cardio conditioning that's going to be 30 20 to 30 minute range at moderate intensity about twice a week uh, yeah. and i'll mix that around and uh you know i've learned that that's worked that like i said that works for me i've the one thing I've, I've learned treating people is that we're all built differently. Um, so Peter was earlier talking about the massage therapist in my office, Bruce, mm-hmm. he's an ultra marathon runner and that guy runs like crazy and he never gets injured. Yeah. And that's cause his body's built for that. Yeah. And he can do it. Yeah. Um, if I ran like he did, I'd be injured all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a phase of my life where I was picking up running and starting to do it a little more and my body just said, no, yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, nutrition's the same way. Yeah. Uh, my nutrition teacher in school was a big paleo diet fan and, um, he did some work with Lauren Cordain. And so Cordain, that's the guy that discovered that wrote the paleo diet book. Right. (laughs) So he came and talked to our school and, um, I started to eat that way, and it worked really well for me. So I came out of school thinking, hey, this is it. This is what everyone needs to do. We'd all be a lot mm-hmm. healthier. And, and I learned that's that's not the case because yeah. some people don't handle meat very well, and, yeah. and other people do handle some grains, and they need them, especially if they're uh, a high-level athlete or, or burning a lot of calories. So mm-hmm. so I do eat kind of along the lines of a paleo diet, but I do incorporate rice, some potatoes, Um, but lean, healthy meats, nuts, vegetables, seeds, healthy oils, um, is where most of my nutrition comes from. I do like chocolate a lot, so that's not the healthy side. So, but, um, between that, that mixture of the workout and then that nutrition program, that's kind of how we, that's kind of how I I do it. Mm -hmm. What about sleep? I I try to get eight hours, Mm -hmm. um, not always the easiest to do when you have three young kids at home uh, but but I, but it does happen. Um, it's funny my my youngest just went to the book fair and he brought home a book on Christian McCaffrey the NFL running back. He just uh-huh. got traded to the 49ers and in the book it says one of his keys to being healthy was getting nine hours of sleep
1: at mm-hmm. night and I thought man
2: he must not have kids um, <laughs> How does he do that? Yeah. Um and I, and I had a friend, uh, uh, a friend of mine that was in the office, This and this was probably about a year ago. He's an NFL player, and he was showing me his breakdown of his um, sleep cycle, mm-hmm. and the first thing I noticed was, wow, you, you get eight hours of sleep at night. And I think that was, I said it out loud, I didn't even, and he's like, yeah, you, you don't? And I was like, no, I wish I could. I need to be better there, but yeah. it's, um, but it is something I'm working at, so. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. When we can, I get eight hours.
1: For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So describe your perfect day to me. Say you had a day, you could do whatever you wanted. What would it look like?
2: Oh man, I'm really boring. That's not going to be very interesting. You know, I'd, I'd probably go to work for a little bit. Oh, okay, hang okay. out so you wake up
1: at what time? Ideally. Uh,
2: if I could sleep till six, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good, that's a good work day. Um, I'd like to do some stuff in the office for a little bit. Kids get, get out of school. <laughs> you know, do, uh, my youngest is big into baseball and football, throw the ball. Uh-huh. My young, my oldest loves, he's a swimmer, but at home loves Legos and video games, hang mm-hmm. out with him. And my daughter's really into soccer, so play, play around with her. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm boring. So it's, it. it's, yeah, I've done that some. Hey, not I much, mean, the, the, but that's good, right? It's yeah. just
1: like every day is—it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Every day is perfect every
2: day's day. Good. I can't complain. <laughs> I, I really, I really, unfortunately, I—I can't complain at all. That's yeah. good. My perfect day sounds a lot like what a lot of my days are like. It's so. good. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. What about?
1: Um, do you have a favorite place to eat in Jacksonville?
2: I'm not a foodie either. So see, I'm, like I'm telling you, we're—we're we're really boring. But. That's
1: right. uh, oh, what's your favorite grocery store?
2: Woodpeckers. Well, going back to. <laughs>
1: That's what I like to answer. <laughs>
2: yeah, I no. Um, I do like barbecue, and okay. I like to smoke meat. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. I've got a smoker at home to we'll nice. do that. Um, woodpeckers. Uh, gosh, what's the barbecue restaurant out uh, in Punta Vidra? Um, drawing a blank on the name. It's gonna come to you later, and yeah. you're gonna be
1: so mad. But we, yeah, we'll we'll you go find it. there. You find it? Just Google barbecue in Punta and you might
2: find it. It's, a, it's. It's. I wish I knew the name. <laughs> But yeah, it's um, yeah. If, if we go somewhere, I'll go. I'll go barbecue. Gotcha. Which I'm not the fanciest husband, so mm-hmm. my wife and my wife's not a big foodie either. So yeah, that works out. It works out. It's we'll fine. we'll do if if the kids are away. Uh, I think this is a, another thing of being older. We'll we have a fire pit out back, and we'll get takeout and sit by the fire pit. That sounds perfect. That's kind of our, our date night foodie <laughs> thing. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Perfect. All right, grocery store. What's your favorite grocery store?
2: Probably Costco.
1: All right. Yeah. That's where Peter shops. Yeah. I don't just, think just I've ever been everything. to a Costco, actually. Really? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, you're on, you're, it's just you at home, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't want that much stuff. You don't want that much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Because it's an expensive bill. Yeah. Right when you buy in bulk. Sure. Um, but yeah, there's just so many neat things. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just to have to go you? inside. Yeah, you and, just need to go. In. There's a lot. There's everything from, you know, appliances to clothing and wow, yeah, electronics.
1: Is like, that where you buy your clothing?
2: You know, I don't know where a lot of my clothing comes mm, from. It just shows up. The clothes fairy up. brings it to you? She, yeah, she does. She does. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know these t-shirts came from online somewhere, and my wife ordered them <laughs> for me. <So>. The online <laughs> store. The online store, yeah. And then they're on the bed when I get home. Look at that. That's There's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, yeah. I that's really, awesome. This is making me sound boring, but that's, that's how it is. That's all right.
1: I'm just... Down to earth. Yeah, it's all good. Um, what is one thing that someone could do for their health right now that you think would benefit them?
2: Nutrition. That's. I think that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. The the whole. I'm a big proponent of food as medicine. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: my gosh, as a society, we eat terribly, terribly. Um, and I would put that way above exercise, way yeah. above exercise. Um, yeah. What about you? Where would you go with that?
1: What was my answer when they asked me this? Oh, I think I just, um, oh, see, I think I said just like move, move, move and yeah. start, start where you're at and then just, you know, move yeah. a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, it's like, you can do all the exercise in the world, but if you're not eating well, your body's not going to function well. So no. yeah. And it's sad,
2: uh, just, you know, driving down the road and seeing people just how unhealthy we are in mm-hmm. society. Gosh, it's sad. Yeah. And that's, and that's hard, um. Nutritionally, it's hard to get better if you're injured, right? If, oh if, yeah, if, if for sure. If someone comes in and and they're nutritionally in a bad position, they're they're going to take maybe two or three extra visits to get better over someone mm-hmm. that eats well. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 sad how that's not talked about very much, and it's sad in health magazines how. Being unhealthy is celebrated, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's probably the biggest. I, 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 that's where I would go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Where can our listeners find you?
2: So I'm where Bay Meadows and San Jose meet. Um, actually, where the first place sports is. If you go through their parking lot, my back door, you can see the back door of my office. So you gotta you gotta go all the way around. But um, yeah, we opened there in 2008 and have been there ever since. Gotcha. So yeah. Awesome. It's been a good spot.
1: Anything else you want our listeners to know about you or your practice?
2: Not that I can think of. It's uh just that I enjoy doing what I do.
1: Yeah. So reach out to me if you need me. Awesome. Well thank you so much for taking yeah. the time to Thanks talk with us. Me. And we'll see you guys next time.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. You can find us on Instagram at the Healthy Jacks Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and let us know if you have any topics or guests that you would like us to bring onto the show. Thank you again for tuning in. and Until next time, stay healthy and keep moving, Jacksonville.